for God, for country, for truth, for justice, for the Republic. You're listening to the Powder Monkey Podcast on PirateInfoWars.com. Of the Powder Monkey podcast, and uh, back joining us again, uh, sailing Sea of Lies with us, live and in living color today. Um, we have uh, researcher, uh, Vatican correspondent for InfoWars, Vatican, Vatican Insider, Patriot, Freedom Fighter, I go on and on, International Man of Mystery, uh, Leo Zagami. Thank you for coming back toward the Powder Monkey. Thank you for having me back on. Uh, it uh, was a pleasure, and uh, it's great to be talking with your audience again. Awesome. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, you know we're. I'm going to entitle this episode 33, and a lot of people, when they see this, probably because of your background and things like that, um, you know, uh, they may they may think that they're. You know, we're going to talk Illuminati. We're going to talk masons we're going to talk 33 the numbers um and then uh you know there's a lot to cover though and uh so uh it's not it may not go in the direction that people think though and so uh there's a lot to cover um when you came on last year it was uh february the 18th of 2020 and uh you know, COVID didn't exist. Uh, we, you and I right now are are recording this in a dystopian nightmare. I already, uh, but I already warned you back then that uh, COVID did. existed and it was already on its way to become uh, this dystopian nightmare. And uh, you did. And I want to thank you because uh, you saw my post around Christmas time. And uh, even though I watched that episode, where you talked about Arnold Mijianua, um, you know, I, uh, you kind of messaged me and said, "Hey, get this. You'll be you'll be right as rain." You know, in in, in no time, a couple droppers, man. When, once it arrived, uh, I, I had my taste back. I had uh, my smell back. Um, you know, it it uh, things started. You know, I started. So, I mean, you are a living proof that sweet wormwood, which is also cited in the Bible, it's a real yes. story. It's not just an hypothesis. Uh, and I wish that people listen to me from the start of this whole adventure uh, because uh, I lost a lot of uh, viewers uh, between uh, that point and the point in which they then uh, remove my started to remove my channels. Uh, uh, mainly because I was denouncing the reality of this bacteriological warfare uh, uh, virus uh, and I was uh, denouncing it in a moment in which it wasn't very popular to do so 
people wanted to believe that maybe it didn't exist, but by doing that, they were actually, in a way, helping out uh, the spread of the virus, which uh, in turn uh, was created in a lab in China uh, and it was released by the Chinese to sabotage uh, the 45th president and also to sabotage the American way of life. And they seem to have been pretty successful in doing that. Of course, uh, the censorship has increased to a level which was unimaginable a year ago. But uh, everything was already presented in my books. I mean, if you go and get this book, volume yes. five in the new edition, which I published last year, this time last year, Basically, I talked about uh, there was uh, a mask on top of the Statue of Liberty and everything that I've explained there is still valid and is actually more valid than ever. So yes. I just wish that some people will have listened instead of listening to the QAnon rubbish and other uh, disinformants. I, I kind of stepped in it uh, when I was on your show after Richmond, when, when uh, you had your Patriots uh, show. Um, and we talked about Richmond and um, I kind of stepped in it. I, I, I said something like, I trust the plan. And when, I, I think, you know, at the time, uh, a, a lot of people, you know, a lot of information came out there, but I was I was referring to God's plan. You know, the you know, the the, the what is written, what has been written, what will come to pass. And so uh you know, but I stepped in it, and so uh, I I sort of learned to to be a little more um, uh, cautious about <laughs> using uh, jargon that that sounds like QAnon. But but now, Steve, uh, you know uh, when when the uh, the whole uh, irradiated ballots came about, and I'm still hoping that uh, with these recounts, maybe something might come about. But uh, you know, Leo, it's, it's... Uh, for, for, for that reason, I have uh, my green shirt uh, in honor of the recounts that are done in various colors of shirts. So the green one is the one that are may, maybe uh, right. plausible in the sense that they uh, plausible faults, uh, manipulated uh, votes. Who knows? We can't really talk about it because, you know, it's uh, absolutely forbidden absolutely. and algorithms are triggered very easily these days. So we don't yes. want to get uh, no. them to... Or fact check, <laughs> and then fact check pop up on the... Uh, I'll have to post a fact check of myself there in the uh, big picture of Brian Stelter and we'll just, you know, make him, make him look all good there. But... Um, you know, and it has. I mean, it has become a uh, a moment in time where people are, cannot deny very soon what is what's in front of them. I mean, these these vaccines, the things that are happening. Francis Boyle is giving uh, you know uh, recommendations on what to tell you know governments and military when they when they come to you and and try to mandate a vaccine now. Um, you know, it is the uh, even well, the. I mean, I've been uh, collaborating for a year with Dr. Paul Cottrell, who's been one of the first yes. people from the scientific community to advance the hypothesis that was coming out from a lab, and uh, at the same time, uh, he never suffered the same censorship he suffered since I came on board. And uh, the last strike was given to him a few hours ago with our latest videos that we just recorded yesterday morning and we broadcast on our various platforms. So we have now 
bypass some of the censorship by agreeing to relay our broadcast also on a radio. A radio is called Global Enlightenment Radio Network. Um, and we're going to be probably relying more on radios and uh, other means because uh, the big tech uh, social media, it's absolutely unreliable. Sure. Uh, the, the old pirate radio, the old ham radio, um, you know, uh, even that's, 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 that's a good one. That's I good mean, one. you know, you, you just have to I, I mean, you have to at some point and I have friends who say at some point you're going to spread information by drops where, you know, that's the only way you're going to be able to get your information out. Uh, you know, you drop a, a thumb drive somewhere and, you know, it, it, it is uh, and we should never have gotten to this point. Our, our system has failed us. Um, our, our elected officials have failed us. Um, you know, in 2018, I was telling the Republican Party in West Virginia, um, you're being censored and your your opponents are not. You are being, um, you know. Yeah, that, that is something that they really uh, think is one of the big mistakes of both the Trump presidency to not uh, be so uh, fast in reacting to the censorship from the very early stages in which maybe, you know, they started with Infowars, but that was just the beginning of their their purge and I was actually a victim of censorship even before InfoWars because by 2013 they had already removed five of my Facebook accounts and I had already problems with censorship and that's why I ended up writing books. Uh, when I started my uh, experience on the internet in 2006 I uh, was uh, doing this blog and immediately it was maybe Two months after I started, I started in September and by end of September and by basically the 5th of November, I still remember early November, 4th or 5th of November of 2006, I had the police, I had the social workers, I had the intelligence at my door in Norway and, and coming inside my house and literally threatening uh, uh, me and my former wife at the time to take even my child and stuff, which, uh, you know, after happened in a different way, but it, it kind of was an experience that uh, stood with me because uh, it was like they were directly threatening you. Either you um, stop with this blog or either we're gonna uh, affect your life. And I didn't stop, of course, I never stopped. And right. uh, unfortunately then what became my former wife, she gave up the, the, the fight. And so I never saw my son again, and uh, and that is many many years ago, <laughs> 2008 sure. again, 2021. But I never stopped. I never stopped writing the books, which was something that I started with my with uh, my new wife, which is still my wife, and which helps me now with my current publishing company, Cursum Perficio. We also came to the U.S. in 2014 and found a publishing company, which. Uh, I started to publish my books here in the US, which uh, was this guy called Brad Olson, which was uh, brought to my attention by Sean Stone, the son Sean of Oliver Stone. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, we, we tried, I mean, we tried to um, survive the censorship. And I think that uh, we are still managing, though I must say that it's, 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 it's increasingly difficult to, to get my voice out there and to get my voice out there 
I should have had probably more support from certain people. Now, you mentioned Info was at the start of this uh, broadcast, but I haven't really been much on Infowars lately because uh, I was uh, immediately after and just prior to the election saying that if the elections uh, were, uh, um, we will we, we'll see the defeat of Donald J. Trump, we should focus immediately on 2024. We shouldn't really focus uh, on, 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 uh, on something else. Instead, what happened was that we focused on something else and that QAnon phenomena was used uh, as a disinfo operation sure. to trigger people. Mm, Alex Jones fall into a trap, he admitted it himself. Uh, I went on Infowars, uh, I think it was the last year of December 2020, and I said, you are going to have a very bad awakening soon uh, because it's not uh, the way you are saying. I mean, they were believing to people like P Steve Pitznik, which is a complete disinfo agent. Yeah. yeah and other people like that, which I didn't trust, and I knew that they were serving this information. So I was just saying, guys, don't go to Washington, D.C. It's a trap. I said it to a lot of my friends who are still thanking me for it. I mean, I have people from the Proud Boys, from uh, uh, other militia groups, uh, 3%, percenters, all kinds of people who told me, uh, Leo, we thank you because, uh, you know, we, we could have ended up in big trouble if we went there. That sure. Way. So I, I was warning people, I was warning Alex not to trust Pitznik and stuff. He went in a different direction. Uh, I don't know if we're going to start working again together soon or not, but I think that he has made his choice and uh, he also promised me that he will uh, keep on uh, giving me visibility through band.video, which is something that I desperately needed when I started to get all my channels removed from YouTube. Right. Right. Unfortunately, nothing, nothing was done. I was promised a uh, band.video channel never came. And so in the end, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, there uh, trying to uh, help out if they call me back uh, for a collaboration is no problem. I'm not working with them in the same terms as before sure. because I saw that they haven't been so support so supportive of my work. Right. Um, and I was uh, warning them about a series of things. It, maybe if they listen to my warnings, uh, they could have been a much better place today. Right. Um, you know, I, I think when things happened back in January and, um, you know, I, it had a had a tendency to scatter people. Um, you know, it it shook the the fabric of our nation in, in a way. Not not. I mean, I, I I think it's a tragedy that people like Joe Biggs are sitting in jail right now. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and Rufio, other people that unfortunately uh, gave their life to this nation. They are yes. patriots. So they are people who should definitely not be aligned with terrorists. The problem is that once you break uh, the law and you go into the Capitol Hill and you become sure. participant to a criminal act, uh, you, you, you have to understand. That's why I was very skeptic uh, uh, already from uh, the early month of December when they did this other, uh, you remember there was a couple of other, there was one in the middle of November and then there was one in early December in which they started to um, go to Washington 
reaffirming their, uh, their, their, their position in preparation for the 6th of January. But the thing is that the people who went already in those events, they reported me certain things and those things they reported me kind of uh, make me think this is a trap because yeah. there was, uh, um, I don't trust particularly what has happened to the leadership of the Proud Boys. I don't know if Enrique Tayo is being sincere or not. It's very suspicious the fact that a couple of days prior to the 6th of January, he was um, involved okay. into, uh, into a situation in which uh, basically shouldn't have been involved because anybody knew that bringing uh, weapons or bringing uh, anything sure. inside Washington DC will have uh, put you in trouble. So either you're doing it deliberately or either I don't see the reason or either you're stupid and I don't think Enrique is stupid. Um, I hope it's not the case. I mean, Enrique was a nice guy to me. I interviewed him on my channel. I always supported the Proud Boys because they were the first ones to support me when I came here to the United States. They also took care of the security around my book presentations. Um, yeah. And they did it free of charge, never had any problem uh, because of them. Actually, I was threatened in one of the events and they they were the, actually the guys who called the FBI and made sure that these people who were threatening me were actually taken, uh, I mean, they were brought uh, to the attention of the law and they, they actually became subject to our investigation, not the Proud Boys. So, I mean, for me, I think that we have to understand the Proud Boys have been also treated very badly, they are not a white supremacist group no. simply because most of the Proud Boys I met, they're not even white. No. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, Enrique Terrio, you know, I mean, it's completely ridiculous, the whole thing. So, so I, I don't know what happened with Terrio, I don't know if uh, he was still kind of in between because in the past he had some work as an informant uh, for the FBI, if he's still in some capacity, was collaborating with them and they told them to get out of the picture. Uh, I know that Joe Biggs, uh, definitely, and Rufio, these people, they did a big mistake. And, 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 and a lot of people uh, I know, they told them to not go there. So they, they, they followed their, this field, which which I, from when I started to see November, December, people talking about civil war, okay, I, then at that point I said, okay, you want to do civil war, fine. Who are your generals? Sure. Where is your army? Where, who are you, uh, where have you been trained? Who is your, I mean, to have a civil war, you have to have a structure of, a, of an army because otherwise it's a, it's, it's a joke. It, it was a joke to, to, I mean, it almost was like a Monty Python skit to watch those people, the, the grandmas, walk up into the Capitol with the police just standing there. You know, the, the most powerful nation on earth, supposedly, and the Capitol is under siege and, you know, the, uh, the senators and, you know, all the congressmen are on their knees, um, you know, in that building. And so, uh, you know, and it's just so surreal that that the the they would try to pass that off as 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 a truth. It's I so manufactured. Really, really, I remember still, and I I hope that uh, even the FBI, who records uh, regularly all my conversation, goes back and traces those conversations I had in right. October and November with some of the people where I said, "Listen, guys, 
Do you know what is a civil war? What is a civil war? Who? How are you going to fight this civil war? Are you, do you, are you, do you, you know that you are up against the most powerful army in the world? Because it's yes. your army, it's the United States Army. So, I mean, it's most, supposed to be allegedly the most powerful army in the world. Though now they say that China is on the way to <laughs> what other countries are preparing. Right. But still, I mean, um, if we go back to the days of the civil war, most of those officers were chosen inside lodges. Now, you were mentioning Freemasonry at the beginning of the show. Freemasonry yes. itself in some uh, states has become a joke. Here in the United States of America, we have for each state a Grand Lodge. It's, there is no unified Grand Lodge for all the United States of America. Sure. So uh, each uh, state operates independently. Now, California, for example, which I reside in, has died, Masonically speaking, the moment this pandemic took off because right. uh, they prohibited people to go back into their lodges. They ask them to meet on Zoom. Most people at that point stop paying their dues. And now they are requiring people to go back into the lodge. They are requiring people to actually be vaccinated or to have a test within the 72 hours prior to the lodge meeting. Mm. So that's completely ridiculous. A lot of friends uh, said, okay, we're just going to go, our brothers, we're just going to go down the road in Arizona or somewhere else in Nevada. Uh, though I don't know if in Nevada they're going to follow up on the same kind of rules they have in California. I think Arizona sure. probably is going to be still the one that keeps on meeting in person. They kept on meeting in person even during the pandemic. But Freemasonry is not as relevant as it used to be because Freemasonry has simply become another corrupt institution in the hands of the globalists. So we talk about 33, but I mean, I can show you here. This is a public, I mean, I have here publications, local publications, you know, from, from, um, from, from, from the Scottish right here, well, it was here, right? And and, and and all this, I study all this all the time and see that this fraternity, unfortunately, has lost its um, traditions that are based into Christianity and they have gradually this uh, universal approach has meant more and more uh, becoming atheist because yes you want to open up to non-christians that's fine but opening up to non-christian then inviting into the lodges the satanists the oto all these people the muslims the thing and this and that and all the other and then the very nature of this fraternity was lost as far uh, as i know there's only one g in that symbol isn't there what do you mean the, the, G, the, 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 the square. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're talking Satanist. You're well, talking... God, God, of course, but then they interpret it as geometry when it it's comes down. Sacred, you know, yes, harmony and yeah. They interpreted however they wish to interpret it. So, in 1877, the France, Grand Orient of France, uh, like I explain in Volume Five of my Confessions, is actually the one that started to go towards atheism, welcomes into the lodges, the futures founders of the Soviet Union, from Lenin to Trotsky. They and France became really the birthplace of that form of Freemasonry, which fortunately didn't become prevalent sure. until in the last decades, 
people have said, yeah, no, those those lodges are irregular, yes, but we still meet, you know, to uh, discuss matters of uh, Masonic history or this or that. And then I started to see the more and more traditional Freemasons were drawn to the Grand Orient of France for their research. And so. But then at that point, they were also drawn because in a way, the Grand Orient of France is the one that has pushed for, for female Freemasonry. And so also this, uh, this tradition that was born as a male fraternity also starts to get corrupted. Now, some people will say, well, it's about time that the women come into Freemasonry. No, because Freemasonry is a solar fraternity. Sure. Females represent the lunar current, and that's why if they eventually participate, they should participate on different terms. I must say, though, that at one point I got my wife to experience Freemasonry. She wanted to experience it, so I said, okay, there is a French, half French, half English lodge in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends of mine, they're actually all members of the Young Lodge of England who work in secret, you know, because then they like to work in secret to work uh, with the women in secret, so it's kind right. of like, and then you have, of course, also the only for women lodges which are prevalent now also in England and they exist also here in. Uh, California and other parts of the US. But it was a good experience, I must say. And my wife and I had a good experience. Um, though it's it's always a little bit uh, like we are working with something that uh, it's, it, it, ritually speaking, connects you with above. No? So if you are reflecting a solar current, it's not so easy for a woman who represents a lunar, lunar current and should have maybe a different form of priesthood uh, altogether, because we know, for example, that the women were connected to the priesthood of Isis, uh, the, mm-hmm. you know. The, the, yes. but, I mean, these are, of course, uh, matters of esoteric principles. Nowadays, though, the problem with Freemasonry basically is like every other institution has been corrupted by greed, by matter, by mm-hmm. uh, ignorance and uh, and me and my wife started to go around here. They didn't even know she was a Freemason, and she was pretty shocked because she said, um, well, they don't recognize me, but they also, you know, I told them that she was a Freemason. And there were some wives of the Freemason who were going to my, to my wife and saying, well, you know, they're doing a course for women who are married to Freemason to understand the Freemason. And my wife was like, I am a Master Mason. You know, I went through the whole degrees, you know. Nice. <laughs> I was like, she was like, what is this? Uh, in the end, though, the great aspect of Freemasonry, which I liked and I continue to like until the beginning of the pandemic, was the social interaction of meeting different people and stuff, especially for me. I come from Italy. I didn't know anybody sure. here. And I met some nice people. Um, right. Then one of my main friends here, unfortunately, died of COVID last year. Uh, who was an old gentleman who was a Freemason and a Shriner. And, and then I started to see a bit of hostility from Freemasons here because of my political stance. And I was very disappointed, I must say, I was very disappointed because Freemasons should always leave out politics. Mm-hmm. But then I understood that uh, instead in California, for example, the Grandmaster, the past Grandmaster actually had talked openly against Donald J. Trump. And uh, and so I was very disappointed. I said, no, I don't want to have anything to do with a fraternity that is kind of like embodying uh, the, 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 the spirit of uh, um, 
of the enemy. <laughs> okay, you mentioned you mentioned infiltration. So, are you are you familiar with the Masonic police force? Well, of course, police uh, like lawyers or other, um, uh, like in England, uh, each uh, category has their own lodges. Now, in in America, that's not really been developed in the same way as Great sure. Britain. In Great Britain, they have lodges for bankers, lodges for this, lodges for that. It's very sectorial. <laughs> Here, the police force have always been part of Freemasonry. Fraternal and, order of police? No, then they created Oh, okay. own fraternal order, but they always been part also first of all of Freemasonry. Well, the 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 interesting thing is there was a group in LA County. They were prosecuted in LA County, and this was this was while you were still in Europe. Um, and this is a very interesting story. So this is kind of where the thirty three comes from. Mm. Uh, a gentleman uh, who was their supposed grandmaster here, um, David Henry. Uh, he uh, goes by the name of Henry X or David Inc. Henry, or went by that. He was also known as Chief Henry 33. So there's the 33. So I thought I would just yeah, throw most, that. Uh, most of the inspectors, even local inspectors uh, in Freemasonry, meaning the ones who controlled the lodges and everything in the area, they're all 33. Because here in America, the ancient Tennessee Scottish right is the prevalent right. Um, but even the Scottish right has not been uh, doing much uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. There was a 32 degree that came to me and said, Leo, these people want to meet up on Zoom. The Supreme Council wants to meet up on Zoom. I thought it was ridiculous. And then I show you an article here, an article that came out just at the beginning of this pandemic, right. uh, an article that says disease quarantine and Masonic relief 170 years ago. Now, if you go and read this, you see that at that time, the Freemasons actually were active uh, in, 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 in fighting the disease. And one of the first things I said when, when this uh, uh, crisis started was that I um, said Freemasonry would be judged by what you would be doing in the community. So Freemasons who are a fraternity based on helping others, uh, on yes. mutual help, in a moment of crisis like this, uh, they should be around uh, helping the people, not uh, suspending all the activities of the lodges, meeting on Zoom and hiding in their houses. I mean, it was completely pathetic. It's the, the concept same. of Freemasonry was basically evaporated in front of my eyes because I didn't see the fraternity it used to be. I mean, they were talking here about how grand they were back in the days, sure. helping people going around and, and risking their lives, and now they were not even capable of going into their own lodges and they were hiding in their own houses. You see, here it says Masons are altruistic and they don't like asking for help. Oh, it says here. Okay, right. fine. But where was this altruistic? I, listen, I had this friend of mine. He died on the 4th of July. Mm. None of the brothers from the lodge even bothered to call me or to send me a mail. I discovered that this guy died mm -hmm. of a heart attack, probably caused by COVID, because he didn't care about the going around. He was a musician, he was an artist, an actor, he, 
he was somebody who you couldn't cross into his house. He said, Leo, I don't care. I just want to go around, uh, you know, and, I, and of course, um, I said, okay, but, but then he died and nobody even, you know, called me up. So I said, what is this fraternity? They're not even bothering. They knew that I was his friend. They knew that he, he was very close to me. And they didn't even bother to call me or to even send me a message on Facebook. I was very disappointed by that. Sure. Yeah. Um, the, with that, uh, with this group that I was referring to, Leo, um, yeah. it it actually goes to the highest levels now, to the highest levels of of the the the, the vice presidency. Okay. So what is? Well, what's... I mean, when it comes down to Freemason, I can tell you that uh, there is uh, unfortunately at the moment. Uh, uh, the, the left, the Democrats have taken control of most the, of yes. the lodges. Well, these people, these this people, is something denounced by also Freemasons who are still active in Freemasonry who tell me or who have abandoned Freemasonry because sure. they saw I, that. Uh, I don't think they were. I don't think they were Masons, though. Is the thing, Leo? Is uh, because this. Uh, here, here's the interesting thing. Okay, so this guy, uh, he was the Grand Master. Okay, mm. but then there was another gentleman named Brandon Keel. Now, who was Brandon Keel? He was, he went by the, uh, he, his title was um, the uh, Deputy Director of Community Affairs for the California Department of Justice at the time, under Kamala Harris. Mm. So now, and it gets really good, okay? This is a really interesting story, and I thought you may find this fascinating. Mm. So, um so what happened with that? They went around to different police forces and they claimed that they are they were here first. They were the they were uh, 3000 years old. They uh, they handed out cards. They uh, met with police chiefs, uh, you know, well, with I mean, the, uh, they say that uh, Freemasonry claims to be a few thousand years old. It's part sure. of the myth, the allegory. We know that in practice, uh, in reality, uh, they are born in 1717 uh, when uh, they kind of bought these lodges together in an organized structure, which is a grand lodge from being separated lodges. Probably the first lodges came together maybe five centuries ago, gradually uh, in England and Scotland, and maybe then developed into um, more serious uh, uh, operative forms respect to this speculative, speculative Freemasonry was born definitely in 1717 uh, in the way we know it now. Uh, before that, uh, it was uh, still in a very embryonic stage, but the fact is that they claim to bring together a number of mystery schools that are much older, and for that yes. reason, they claim to be thousands of years old, not because they are actually as right. the institution. You know, so that is... It, the, it, it was it was strange because when they were raided, there were three of them that were raided, and so they claimed to be police officers. They weren't. Um, they were charged with impersonating peace officers. When they were raided, they had badges, uniforms. Mm -hmm. um, they had, um, and again, they were they were going around networking. So they were not. They were not police. No, they were not police and they were charged on May well, the 6th. It's very strange that you tell me this story because a similar thing happened in Italy. 
there was basically a structure that was dismantled, I think, uh, last year and they went on for a number of years uh, with badges uh, similar to police uniforms. They like to dress up. One yes. thing about the Freemason is that in their lodges, one is given all kinds of titles and all kinds of regalia and medals and things. Now, some people, that happens very rarely, eh? mm -hmm. they bring it to the next level. They want to create some kind of para-masonic, maybe police or military force, uh, and this kind of gives them importance and, and maybe they even manage to get some, some uh, credibility and at times they even manage to get some money from some people who will maybe pay to join this kind of thing. So here's the twist. Now, okay. I, I want to ask you, was it like uh, they were involved in two fraudulent activities regarding the people who were joining them or they were trying to impersonate and fraud people to so what was the meaning of well i i think what the meaning was uh the gentleman worked directly he was his title uh i guess with through the government was information officer one but he was a uh, community affairs he was a deputy director of community affairs hmm. so so he he they met and and even though uh henry was the grand master um Keel did the majority of the talking because the police actually set up, after one meeting, uh, the police set up a sting that occurred in April of 2016. And so at the time, again, Keel was working for Kamala Harris. Now, if I get predator droned, take this video and go ahead and post it as many places as you can because, because he, he also is on the net. You can find it. Keel was going to run for U.S. Senator, um, which also Kamala Harris wanted to run for. But they were arrested. Every, all of a sudden, there was this arrest. They go to court. Now, here's a little bit of synchronicity. Um, as I'm looking this up, they go to court on April the 18th. Three were charged. David Henry, uh, David Henry uh Brandon Keel and a lady named Tonette Hayes, and she was known as a minister. Uh, Keel, uh, you know, uh, uh, the long and minister, short of it. Minister meaning of this group? Or minister yes, of, church, minister of, of, of this group. Okay. okay. So, so what happens, and here comes the twist, Leo, is um, on April the 18th, they go to court. Monday, the April, April the 18th of 2016. And mm -hmm. So they go to court and the charges and the AP headline is case crumbles uh, for for the uh, for the prosecutors that, you know, this is the AP headline. Basically, it's run in just a few local the L.A. Times, you know, just a, a few L.A. based uh, periodicals, all the same AP story. OK, basically, um, you know, what happens is the case is dropped against Keel. Um, that there's a motion to, uh, you know, subdue the, uh, to subdue, subdue the information. And guess what happens on my birthday, April 19th of that year. Um, here comes the headlines that, uh, Henry has died of a pulmonary embolism. Yeah. I thought that might raise your eyebrows. And mm -hmm. so, and so, um, you know, uh, there, that is, uh, just, but 
Akil is on on uh, you know he's he's in uh, all the way back to 2012. I mean, and to see the mm -hmm. videos, it is a large group of people. They're all mostly African American. Uh, I didn't see any any other you know race, but. Um, well, they, well, I mean, they have also principal Freemason, which is sure. only for African Americans. So, I mean, okay. they have also. Okay. I, well, and and I'm not really, I'm not really, you know, I'm not a Mason. I'm not familiar with with the, you know, the. I mean, the, it will be interesting lodges, to but. know. It will be interesting to know what was their connection to Freemasonry. Um, it seems to me, from the description you made of that guy, Title Thirty Three. That it might be a spin-off, uh, like in the past it has happened, that the people who have uh, maybe a high degree in Freemasonry, they create spin-off organizations. Sure. Some of these spin-off organizations end up becoming even uh, religions or, 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 or great organizations. Others fail completely and others are... Uh, charlatans and, 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 and they are trying to grab a buck here and there, like I said before, uh, by impersonating something they are not. So, I mean, it depends. This it's, is a, it's a very, uh, um, very particular kind of world uh, that mm -hmm. you, we are talking in. Uh, it's, it's at times even a make-believe world. So <laughs> it is. Very, very careful. You, uh, you said... Um, you know, I just thought it was interesting. I'll, I'll yeah, shoot no, a absolutely. link to you to, to take a look. It, and I think for, you see, if you told me a story like this in Italy, I would say, well, we have a bunch of these stories like this kept popping up all the time. I ha yeah. I could, I, I mean, I, I could write a book this thick about what has happened <laughs> uh, in Italy with people creating uh, chivalric orders, fake police forces, fake intelligence agents, all spin-offs of maybe renegade lodges, deviant lodges, the P2, wow. the P3, the P4, the P5. So, I mean, it's it's like, uh, but here in America is different because here in America we have mostly one form of Freemasonry, which is generally accepted for each state. There is maybe some lodges that are uh, uh, certified, even if it's not the correct term, granted the, 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 their patent, maybe from a Grand Lodge abroad. And some, at times they can be also lodges that belong to a Grand Lodge abroad, which is not recognized. Like, for example, Mexicans who have uh, Grand Lodges that are not recognized by, for example, the Grand Lodge of California, but they still operate here. Or, uh, the Grand Lodge of California doesn't recognize the Grand Lodge de France or the Grand Orient of France, but they have, I know, for example, for certain, at least a couple of lodges here in California. That's something that that's also funny uh, because they this this uh, group claimed that they had they had uh, jurisdiction in 33 states and Mexico. Which kind of uh, so I don't know what that means, but again, uh, I just, okay. Uh, like I said, it, it was a group. Yeah, I gotcha. I mean, in Mexico, in Mexico, there is various Grand Lodges. There is not one here. Like I said, we have because Freemasonry is so close to the institutions. Mm -hmm. They never got Freemasonry to run wild in schism and started to build up other situations. Also because there wasn't the, sincerely, there wasn't the necessity. Nowadays, I tell you the truth, for how things are developing, 
I'm afraid that in the future there might be some schisms here in uh, in, in in official Freemasonry. Oh, absolutely. Because of the fact that uh, the very basic tenets of Freemasonry are not respected by those who currently have the jurisdictions here. Uh, when you, when like it happened here in California, uh, you started to have such a big crisis that they were forced to close down their bank, uh, the, the, some of their bank accounts and stuff because they, they were not uh, receiving any more um, any more money from the people that they will not pay their dues. Okay, the temple is shut because of COVID. You still need to rent the building, maybe. Right. The people who are Freemasons, they say, why should I rent a building I'm not using? Exactly. So, I mean, it creates a problem then, a practical and that's, problem. And that's the same thing with, with all the businesses. I mean, we are seeing, we yeah. are seeing the shutdown, uh, you know, in the car business. Uh, we can't yeah. get computer chips. No, yeah. no used cars. I mean, um, and, you know, uh, maybe to move away from that, um, because, it, you know, we when we last when you were last on, you yeah. know, like I said, it was a different world. Um, well, it was a it, different world, but uh, it was a world that I was already envisioning will go this direction. It was just that people didn't read my books because in volume two of my confessions that came out in 2015, Right. I wrote that there will be a virus and that everybody will be locked up and that you will be living exactly the way you're living now. So, I mean, if people want to ignore my books, they can continue ignoring my books, but I will continue writing the future in my books. For example, volume 6.66. Yes. This was published in 2000 and early 2019. Right. And it has the symbol of what? Of the medical, the staff in the circle? The World Health mm -hmm. Organization. Yes. Uh huh. Yep. So. Oh well, and that's the thing. Uh, you know, you said on the the podcast last time, you said that uh, your your work has uh, it's been a work of perseverance because you see it as a mission. Um, yeah, of course, it's not a work that brings me uh, millions in my bank account. So no, that, that's for sure. I, no, I'm uh, definitely losing more money than I've been gaining. That's, right. I understand. Um, you know, has has your mission I mean, changed? You, people say, oh, but he's doing it because he wants to sell books. Right. Guys, it depends where you start from. If you start from having a villa and a swimming pool and a thing, and you <laughs> do the books and you end up in a small apartment, then you understand that you're not doing it for money. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Has it changed? Uh, I mean, as far as you know, we, we saw we saw the theft of of the election. We saw the unleashing of COVID. We saw the Great Reset start to happen. We saw every I mean, everything. Has your mode changed? Has your focus changed? Have is there? No, I, actually, the, the thing is that you see that 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 is very important for me to rely on this show, especially because I know that your show is followed by patriots. I wish the Patriots had listened to me from the very moment I came here to warn them here in the US that what was happening in Europe would soon come here to the US. Mm -hmm. If I had to flee Europe, it was because I was persecuted just like you are persecuted now on a daily basis. I couldn't make a post on Facebook. I would have the police sending at my door, even breaking my door or, or bringing into a mental asylum if I didn't say or think what I was supposed to say or think. All these things were denounced by me 
And at one point, me and my wife felt our life were threatened, so we had to leave. Sure. We came here into the U.S. Uh, hoping that people would start to listen to me. And I must say that people were listening to me, especially after I was in Austin and I gained a lot of attention and people were subscribing to my channels and all that. People were really following my work. And then I even had the luck of con conducting a show with Rosanne Barr for a period. And, and then I did a lot of work uh, with Infowars. But then, of course, people got uh, into their... They started to actually, instead of saying, wow, this guy warned us, so let's see what he says, what we're going to be doing next, what we should do next. No, they started to say, oh, shit. They started to panic. And, yep. and, 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 and they actually said, no, this guy's too much for me, or I don't want to hear to him. It's not like this because I follow QAnon, or I follow what the other guy says, or I know it better because I'm reading the reports every day of this site or this other site. They didn't understand that my work wasn't based on a reading, it was based on a life experience. And you can't get a life experience through reading a site, a book, or watching a documentary. Right. So I wish that people, instead of um, disappearing uh, or maybe uh, not having the persistency to follow me around, okay, my channel has been closed, okay, my website or my profile was closed down. Let's see where he is. Let's let's go and search for him. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't do that. And so in the end, me and my wife are like, wow, we came here to the US thinking that people will listen to us. Instead, they have all disappeared. Yeah. they And that's what I was talking about earlier when I said that, you know, the people got scattered almost like um, you know, in in the Bible, when when Christ was crucified, and the all the you know all the apostles were scattered, and he had no one. And you know, and, and I'm not I'm not before people go crazy on the internet. I'm not relating you to Christ, <laughs> but no, you know, I'm just I'm just saying that the, the body the concept, sure, uh, yeah. And so and so yeah, it, and it it was. And what but did they the attack? Is, but the thing is, okay, I came here. I showed that I was willing to cross the whole of the United States to bring you the message going to places I've never been. I don't think that even your average American has done the whole of Route 66 up and down or, or gone in, in crazy places around the US, just sure. driving around, uh, trying to, to, to spread the I mean, spread the news about this book, uh, Volume 6.66 sure. on Route 66. It was a message. When you go and read this book, AI, Elon Musk, uh, what is going to happen before 2030, the Jesuits, the, the, the whole thing, the AI is a threat. If they read what I said, they will be one step ahead in this battle. As they have ignored me up until now, then I am, I am not saying, uh, you know, uh, that there is no hope for them. No, the hope is always there because you said that your question was, how has your life changed? My life hasn't changed one one bit because I was persecuted first uh, before I am persecuted now. I'm actually here in the United States of America more free than I was when I was back in Europe. And so I'm happy I'm still alive. Sure. But if tomorrow morning the FBI breaks through my door or I'm persecuted, I'm not like, big deal. I've, I've been there, right. I've done that, and I can do it again. I um, I was actually 
pleasantly surprised when I got my citizenship. I got my green card. I'm gonna hope, hopefully, get my citizenship in a couple of years. Sure. I was surprised by what they knew about me, the names they came out, and I was like, "Wow!" Right. So these people know everything. Sure. And 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 at this point. And, and they were not bad about it. Actually, you know, fortunately, I got it a month prior to, to Trump uh, then losing the elections, which unfortunately happened. But yeah. I, my advice to Trump was focus on 224 from the moment you lose, not focus on the fact you have lost. Otherwise, right. you're going to get into some kind of loop. Sure. And, and, and to see Trump, in some kind of party Mar-a-Lago, talking about the fact it's stolen the election, it makes me sad. It's yeah. not the 45th president I imagined. Sure. The 45th president I imagined should have been resilient to all this and say, no worries, we lost now, we're going to be back once the people realize sure. that Joe Biden is absolute shit. <laughs> now, it doesn't take even... He doesn't even have to prove anything because he just needs to get Biden to screw mm -hmm. up America like he's doing every day. And that's oh, yeah. it. That's like, yeah, that's what I said. The I mean, problem here, the main problem here is uh, the election in 2024 needs to not suffer the same problems it suffered in 2020. That Absolutely. is the only problem we should be focusing here on. The rest is absolutely irrelevant. Sure. Um, let's go in a different direction. Uh, a lot of people, you know, you a lot of people get you on. You've done thousands of interviews, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I, I must say that the ones that survive probably are the oldest ones by now. Not all of them, but because they are like in the history of YouTube, they don't get removed, no? Then in the work I've done in the last... Uh, uh, six years since I joined the, the InfoWars, they have been removed like perished. Yeah, gone. After, so, well, I, I listened to uh, I listened to a, an interview you did on Tradcat Night. Yes. And that I mean those were those were fascinating. Uh, you know, I mean, way way longer to dig into than we have. But um, I mean, you know, well, you, Tradcat you, Night is a traditional Catholic point of view. We are working with people who are Vaticanist. The guy in charge, Eric Gajewski, is an old friend of mine. He's a, a specialist. Uh, he works doing only that. Uh, working like a Vaticanist is a completely different thing than working in a spectrum that covers all the geopolitical scene along with everything else. So I must say that the work he's doing is very good and he continues doing it. Uh, uh, he's been a very lungimirant, very um, foreseeing of what the censorship will be doing. So he also moved on his own platform in time. And uh, so, no, no, it's continuing. Uh, collaboration continues monthly with Eric, very good the guy. Well, even even back in 2013, you were talking about the Vatican, uh, you know, the, the Russia connection, the Pope. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, again, it's just aged like a like a fine wine, um, yeah. you know. And no, so, even if you go to 2008 <laughs> or 2006 and you still manage to find oh, yeah. you, you, it's not easy to find still the old GCN network interviews we used to do with, Gary, uh, with Greg Zimanski back in 2006 or 7. But if you find them on the, on the one on the RBN network, 
there were a lot of things that uh, if you go back and listen, I mean, I was talking about the hegemony of China, so the, China will be the, the example for the rest of the new world order in 2006, 2007, and people were watching me like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, or, or the fact that the Pope was, has a gay lover, or the, the next Pope will be a Jesuit, this will be black man, or be boom, boom. It you actually brought me a lot of pressure. I was arrested for espionage in Norway. I was uh, persecuted uh, uh, various times in Italy, arrested, tortured. I mean, so. I want to talk. Uh, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm sure you don't get asked this a lot. It's not that you say, you talk and things don't come with consequences. So it's not like I talk and it doesn't come with consequences. It comes with consequences. Uh -huh. Yeah, then the fact that I'm still alive, well, the fact still alive is just because I always give myself into the grace of God and I continue this battle uh, as, uh, as uh, with the Holy Spirit uh, always uh, trying to, to protect me, hopefully continues. Your music, there was yeah. a point where you, you know, I, there are some uh, videos out there still of the, the lost tracks. Talk about your talk about your DJ, um, you know, background and and that passion. Uh, not a lot of people talk to uh, about it's, that. It's, it's, I mean, I've managed to become one of the most uh, sought after DJs in Europe in the nineties. Uh, uh, it was a very different DJ scene from nowadays, where you have these super priced DJs that go into these fancy parties with a million lights playing rubbish music. I was actually playing quality music in very exclusive places worldwide. I ended up playing uh, for the Kremlin and the Bolshoi Theater in, in, in Russia. I ended up playing for the Prince of Italy on a lake in Switzerland, for the, the nice. son of the King of Italy, uh, the past King of Italy. Then I, I played in most incredible places around the world. It, it was an incredible job. Music-wise, it was not something I did inspiring to commercial music or wanting to become a commercial phenomenon. But I ended up in 96 because I was working with one of the most prestigious clubs in Europe, the Trezor in Berlin, which is still one of the most prestigious clubs in Europe. I ended up with an album produced basically by them in, in, in the charts, but I ended up also in all the the, 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 the newspaper, the magazines, there was a lot of, uh, pro and, and before that, in 1990, I had made another record, another couple of records that became very popular that led mm -hmm. to that. And they were all based on my esoteric experiences. So music was connected to esoterism. So there wasn't really much um, distancing from what I was doing in the occult or with the, between brackets, Illuminati and my music business. They were all part of the same show. Sure. Um, and in the sense that the more I was becoming uh, um, known within those circles, which I left then in 2006 when I started my exposure work, the more I was getting invited here, there, and everywhere, and I was given great opportunities. Uh, then it's obvious that uh, when you say no to certain things and you go against them, that's the moment in which they persecute me. In fact, uh, there was a period between 2003 and 2006 in which there was an internal struggle uh, between me and certain secret societies. But most of, most of these stories, as you know, they are... Uh, given in my books. So. Sure.
Um, I uh, one last uh, thing before my passion for music is a very serious passion. I mean, I was I, I, I stop listening to uh, radios like WBLS in New York, Philly uh, 99 FM in Philadelphia. And why was I brought up with this kind of radios? Because I was back in Italy, because I had a bass player who was a friend of my father, a very great bass player who played with some of the greatest bands in the world, who actually um, was touring around recording these uh, tapes. And then he had a passion for dance music in the sense quality. I'm not talking about funk, sure. dance, disco. And so he uh, used to record these tapes. I used to listen to them. He used to bring them to my father, to me. When I was like very young, 10, 11 years old, I started. I had my mother who worked at the Vatican Radio, um, worked in this uh, Christian Catholic radio who became one of the main radios uh, in the Vatican. Then she also worked for a period with the Vatican TV. There was, there was very early stages of radio and TV. So. People were very much enthusiastic about things. And I was a little child. I started at uh, 10 years old, uh, fairy tales on the radio, fairy tales on the radio. Then uh, the priest told me, if you study and if you um, come to serve mass, I will let you have your own radio show in three years from now. So I studied, I served mass as an altar boy, uh, and uh, I saw a lot of things happening, not all good things. I learned a lot of tricks from the people who teach me from the Vatican on how the media work, sure. a lot of tricks. And so also the whole reality of the Vatican, which I later describe, comes from personal experiences. Right. Uh, once I remember the Italian police even broke through the door in a radio owned by a Monsignor who, who basically didn't pay his copyright taxes for, or something for the TV transmissions. Uh, he wow. had a radio and a TV and the police broke through. They broke my, they literally broke the door and they hurt me really much wow. on my hand. I was young, I was like 12, 13. These people came with, with guns and stuff. And, and it was a scandal. It was a scandal, of course, immediately the bishop called this and that and, and the police sure. had to, but it was for me, I remember a piece of my skin because of this police. So I, I was like, I had some very strong experience at a very early age. I remember I was 16 working into this club and suddenly a guy was pointing a gun like this at me at the exit of the club because they had an argument with the bouncer. I happened to come out with my records. Right. So I mean, it's, it's like, but I like the good music. I like good music. I like very much uh, early hip hop, electro, Tim Westwood in London. I used to go to this underground club in London um, on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, I used to also know a lot of uh, people from the music business because uh, my grandmother was very famous in, uh, uh, she was the public relation of uh, William Barrows or Brian Geisen. Mm -hmm. And they were worshiping these figures. So I will end up with, uh, I don't know, uh, having lunch with the Pet Shop Boys, uh, a dinner with uh, uh, the, the, the dancer from Duran Duran or the singers from uh, Bronski, all kinds of weird nice. people from the new romantic era. I knew everybody in London. So when I was 16, my grandmother actually got me a job at a club called Legends in Bond Street, which is one of the most exclusive streets in London. And this club was the most exclusive club. There were simple minds claiming their Rolling Stones, Mick Jones, nice. dancing. 
people coming to Paul Weller of the Star Council coming to put records while I was playing records. It was mm. incredible experience. So uh, I now have a friend who lives uh, in uh, Hollywood here in uh, Los Angeles, uh, who's called uh, Jay Strongman, who used to be a very famous DJ in the 80s. Uh, uh, and he's actually now DJing for people like Elon Musk. <laughs> he had, uh, he's married with that dancer, uh, that uh, one of the actresses in uh, Eyes Wide Shut, uh, which I interviewed, by the way, on my right. show. One of the interviews, which unfortunately I think was removed by was YouTube, I never managed to 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 keep. Uh, but uh, it's 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 uh, for me, music was about quality. So I was never after making a lot of money, but I produced a lot of records, a lot of quality music and uh, traveled very much around the world, met the most incredible people. Uh, I mean, for me, the people who were inspirational were people like uh, Quincy Jones, uh, El Bianco, people, great producers, uh, Jimmy Jam. I mean, a lot of people that nowadays uh, are historic in the music business, you know? I have a friend who uh who posts a lot about the difference between the Great American Songbook and um, the rock and roll era and how, in his eye, that is ha when the decline of America sort of kicked off, the rock and roll revolution. And and we talk a lot, you know, uh, we talked about, you know, how Satan was likened to a musical oh, well, instrument. I, I wrote the book in Italy, never translated in the English language, called Illuminati and the Music of Hollywood. And it's a book yes. which I wrote about this subject. And at the same time, I must say, I'm here in Palm Springs because of my passion for Frank Sinatra, for certain kind of music, which is right. uh, transcends, I think, the, 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 but, but I mean, rock and roll, rock and roll. Of course, uh, at one point, Frank Sinatra realized that the Democratic Party was uh, was going into the wrong direction. And that's oh, why yeah. he left the Democratic Party in the early 70s and, and never looked back. And he, he was very, very much, uh, you know, he understood certain things. Mm -hmm. One last thing, man, I promised him I would ask you. Uh, I'm sure you've heard. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you know of the channel. Uh, I, it no longer say rock and roll. I will say that rock and roll is part of that we start with the beat generation and then that's why prior well, guys William Barros, Kerouac, all those people but then we have the, the, the 60s we have all those gurus we well, the have, doors huh? um, the doors and Jim Morrison I mean if you look at it were, Jim, the, you see uh, California became an experiment for the for, for the people uh, high up you know because they started this experiment in England with the, the Tavistock Institute, the experiment in England could yes. only go so, you know, you could only bring it as far as, and then here instead, you had the LSD, bring bring the LSD in California yes. and experiment further. And so the experiment then was carried further. But if we go and see the people who carried on the experiment and the people behind, we had Huxley who moved here. Oh yeah. We had people who foreseen that what will happen. So, so in the end, uh, I mean, this has been a very wild ride that started in Switzerland a hundred years ago. The New Age movement in embryonic stage started in Mount Verita in, in, in Switzerland, developed then by the Theosophical Society, uh, was eventually um, then arrived here in California 
always thanks to the Theosophical Society. I think that the Theosophical Society was highly responsible for modern Satanism, for also the twists and turns of New Age, which in, in the end was infiltrated and manipulated by the Jesuits. And, and when we go and see really the, pro, the, the, the prologue that was never published, never uh, made public of the 2001 Space Odyssey, it's all there. It's actually published online, the, the transcript of it. But if you go and read it, it was a Jesuit, a rabbi, and some scientists. And it's all uh, about the threat of artificial intelligence, the extraterrestrial origins of humanity, overpopulation, the pandemic. Exactly and, where we are. Uh, exactly yeah. where um, we are. That, that's it. Um, one last thing. Uh, Scott Spadale... Um, with the Infowar Armory, the, the now defunct YouTube masterpiece, uh, Scott Spadell, I, I told him that you would be coming on, and he's a Canadian. He's a Canadian patriot. Uh, he helps a lot uh, post with, you know, with Pirate Infowars and whatnot. And so he um, he wanted your thoughts on Canada and um, as far as um, what you see in the future with Canada and, and the Chinese connection and the, and the removal of God, but you can go to Lowe's. And what's your take on that, Leo? Canada is under the Queen of England. The whole of the Commonwealth is under um, a project which, of course, is at a stage which is even more advanced than here in the sense that globalism is reaching Canada before they reach the United States. And Kevin Trudeau is, is probably the uh, politician of the future. If, the, if we let the Democrats uh, go on with their plan, we will have people like Kevin Trudeau in 10 or 15 years here in the U.S. So, I mean, they are ahead in what is wrong. So we, we shouldn't follow them. We hope that we will retain our American way of life. <laughs> but unfortunately, Canada is the, 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 the it's, it's a lip-tarded experiment that continues to produce uh, uh, lip-tards. And, 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 and everything that is in this art and everything is very European no? as an imprint, also very socialistic. The people who live in those latitudes already have a different mindset. And that's why we find that the same latitude, Scandinavia, which is completely socialist. It right. seems that the more north you know, you go, and the more you are able to already project that futuristic socialist, communist society, technocratic of tomorrow with the electric cars and all the BS, uh, so I would say that unfortunately it's a place I will not reside or even visit in the future yeah. because it's not really my, as, as the British would say, it's not my cup of tea, definitely. Well, at some point we won't be able to get across because the Chinese will be guarding the Canadians for them. And yeah, so the, 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 the <laughs> thing when it comes down to the Chinese, of course, so yeah, Canada sold out to, to sure. China a lot of the, but unfortunately they have also... Uh, lately, Great Britain has realized uh, that uh, Chinese are very aggressively sorting to even craft their own education. They are buying the most prestigious schools, and a lot of those Canadians from the upper classes always sought after going to some boarding school in good old England for their thing. But if their boarding school is owned by the Chinese, I don't know what kind of education they're going to get. It's, it's like, but it's not like here in the U.S. we are so far behind, because mm -hmm. if we go into our 
uh, Harvard, uh, if you go in Georgetown, if you go, uh, it's like the problem here resides on the fact that unfortunately uh, there has been um, lack of vision by the conservative world. The yeah. conservative world is only capable in the last decades of criticizing, pointing out what are the problems, but they are not capable of fighting them. And that's where we, we go when we said before, Trump should have immediately intervened in the social network uh, censorship deal because then it just went escalating, escalating until he found himself out of it. Mm. He, he, he could have stopped two or three four years ago, immediately when he came into power, this whole sure. thing by escalating. He could have said, no, sorry. Politicians can't be taken out of social networks because of their role. They Absolutely. Can, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. That, That's, that, that should yeah. be. Uh, journalists, the same. Now, I find myself on Facebook still, but to find myself on Facebook, I don't have it here, but I will have to show you. I had to receive a physical letter from Facebook headquarters with a special code. So basically, they know where I live. Right. And, and only by doing that, I was granted the possibility of continuing my work as a journalist. Because as a journalist, they told me that I treat sensitive information and so I have to be monitored, you know, and, and they don't tell you that you have to be monitored, but basically they tell you that you are treating very sensitive in face. So you are a journalist and we have to, you know, and so you sure. have to receive the physical letter. Uh, it's better in a way because I haven't been blocked as much since uh, this whole thing came, uh, came, came to me. Mm -hmm. But it's also... I mean, I'm always like uh, looking at uh, the next step. What are these people going to do next? What is the next step? Are they going to come through the door? So I don't know. It's going to be like Italy. Um, yeah, well, you mentioned, well, you, you talk about, you know, CERN and, and things coming through these, you know, these spiritual battles that, mm -hmm. that are taking place in the physical world. You know, you, you talk about all that in your books as well. Yeah. And and who's pulling the strings and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think we're at a point now with with the vaccination no, no, programs. But you see, the thing is that now, you see, that's why I wish people will have... Uh, um, kept on following my work because my work now wants to go to the next stage. You know, we have discussed for over 20 years how things will end up being and we are here. So either we end up then repeating ourselves and saying, oh, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. It doesn't really change anything. So my solution and my solution is a practical solution. And that's why in Italy, I moved to the next stage here. Unfortunately, I don't have the same time of following any longer. I hope maybe in the future. I don't know if the Americans suddenly wake up and rediscover Lutz again. Uh, but in Italy, we have a plan. Mm -hmm. The plan is 2022 and 2020. If the Italians have enough balls to pull it off, they can change the world. They can occupy the Vatican permanently and they can change the history of the planet by a new renaissance. A new renaissance at this point means something different. Italy is not America. Italy doesn't have the same constitution, doesn't have sure. the same republic. 
Italy was forced into a republic by the, the American Democrats who, uh, who won the war because it was the Democrats who were in charge in 45 and 46 when they did their, the pool that was uh, issued so people could choose between monarchy and republic. And it was right. tricked by the OSS. So basically they have a republic which is born in, um, uh, by a fraud. Now, when you right. have a republic is born in a fraud, one thing is that you are born with a revolution, like good old United States of America that is fighting those assholes in England that are still assholes and will keep on being assholes. <laughs> but the thing is, not because they are, but because of their sovereign, their, their, their king or queen, have always have that kind of maximum respect. They seem to be current, at least up until now. But even the monarchy in England is starting to become incoherent. That's why you have uh, people like Prince Harry married with this idiot who ends up on Oprah Winfrey with the, you know, I mean, the whole thing is demented. But I'm saying Italy needs uh, to to inspire the world with something new, completely new. I hope that's possible. And I hope that's possible before the end times uh, goes to the next stage, because Rome will be destroyed, because Rome is the beginning and the end of Christianity. Yes. We are talking about Jerusalem and Rome. These are the most holy places. And so for Rome, my plan will be different. Um, let's see if it, if we manage. The, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Rome and, and it, it was, I guess, that, that second beast, as I understand it, that was like a leopard, had the feet of a bear, and the mouth of a lion, um, you know, and so... Again, I think we're seeing a lot unfold um, with the vaccines you talk about, you know, but but I, th- I think we're going to see maybe in the next 18 months uh, off the top of my head, you know, people are they shouldn't be able to deny what's going on any longer. Alice, there are people if the Americans want to become uh, actually wants to stay relevant for their mission in the end of times, they simply have to follow their mission in the end times, which is dictated by the Gospels, dictated by the Bible. If they don't follow that mission, if they accept the compromises, simply because compromises are the ones they're following, and I don't want to go into the whole vaccine thing, because I sure. mean, that yeah. would simply increase the censorship oh, yeah. Yeah. around this video. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, the thing is that that uh, we have already 200 million people that have given in. Mm -hmm. Yes. You likened America. How many people will be left off the hook? And how many people will be capable to resist what's coming? And uh, do you want to give up? your way of life or you want to continue with all these compromises that will simply make you a slave. It's it's a very hard moment for everybody because you see, I talk with the younger patriots. I was talking with a couple of younger patriots the other day. And uh, you see, I'm 51 now. They are maybe 31. So they are maybe 20 years younger than me. No? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say, Leo, but you know, we thought we had more time. Uh, we thought we had more time. Uh, you have always warned us, but we thought we had more time. I said, no, no, since there's we no don't. more time. So the, the thing is that there's no more time, but there is a solution. Instead, they were like really depressed. Oh, I don't know what to do now. I just take care of my family. 
I'm not doing anything anymore. I'm not going to go on Facebook or other things anymore. I'm just going to focus on my life because otherwise I'm going to lose even this. It's like they're giving up on hope because at one point, we have to be honest, a lot of people have equiparated Trump with a messiah figure. Right. Trump is not the messiah. Golden. Trump is a helper eventually of the messiah, but he's not the messiah. No. So the moment in which you, you realize that uh, he's not God, he's not the Messiah, he's not going to come and help you now that he's not the president any longer because he can hardly help himself. So what is the next stage? And, and, and that is the realization. And that's where I wanted to really work very closely. And I actually extended my, my, my reach even to, um, to Trump or to his sons. I said, uh, you know, if they want me to help out, I'm here. It's not a problem. But you are dealing with forces that are from this world and from the other world. Right. And that are manifesting more and more aggressively. And and, 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 and at one point or the other, regardless of what the Pentagon is going to tell us in June. So in one month from now. Right. We are (laughs) fighting the demonic. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Leo, uh, we're at a, an hour and 19 minutes. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Again, hope that our journey will continue. Yes. Uh, hope that I will speak to you next time and we will manage to tell us more positive things. I hope that sooner or later we can meet up again in people in person that is something that i miss from the old days all these zoom conferences and virtual things have really uh, become tiring i would like to meet people in person again if you find yourself in west virginia mount hope is a delightful town uh built by uh old uh italian immigrants uh there's uh the mcdonald warren lodge number 103 in the center of town um so uh you know you you absolutely uh would enjoy it um but uh yeah absolutely the invitation if if you ever find yourself out this way that would be fantastic uh i, I think that what i'm gonna do when uh in the next few months, at one point or the other, I will start taking the road again with my car because I'm never going to take uh, an airplane again. If taking an airplane <laughs> is taking a test, taking a vaccine, taking a vaccine passport, taking this or the other. I am stuck here. The fact that in Europe now we can only go back if we have vaccine passports where well, they can yes. go and screw themselves. And uh, I'm never going to put my foot back in Europe until uh, things change. Well, this is, and and I want to, for our listeners, and and we'll wind it down here, but for our listeners, it's imperative that they understand that this is the the deciding point, hot or cold. You either Mm -hmm. are going to persevere, you're going to overcome, you're going to reject it, you're going to reject at one point the world and all your family, and you're going to watch all your family at some point, be blighted out by sores. Um, you're going to see all kinds of things that you did. Well, a year ago, we didn't think we would be here. So in three years from now, where are we going to be? Um, and, and you know, hopefully in, in seven or eight. Uh, but the thing <laughs> is that uh, I would like uh, to those young patriots that asked me, Leo, but now we, they don't have hope. I think that uh, the message There's, is uh, that Jesus Christ is... Uh, uh, 
our only hope always it was before it was it is now it is going to be in the future and if you don't have hope it's simply because you have lost your vision of christ and your uh, uh, vision of christianity you have maybe uh, polluted it in some way so you have lost connection with the holy spirit so to those people i say regain your connection to the holy spirit yes. and you will be fine and you will have no problems sure. because uh, uh, life uh, is great when you have a faith and if you die you always know that you have a greater life in sure. uh, in the afterlife when you have faith so i i, I also uh, tell people you shouldn't be scared of death because death is limiting definitely very limiting uh, so uh, limiting the, the sense as a concept uh, people think they die that's it no they die it's just uh, this shell that dies but uh, the soul stays and so we need to live on our faith in jesus to survive the difficult moments ahead god bless oh. you Oh, death, where is thy sting? Leo Zagami, leozagami.com. Thank you. Um, we'll have to do it again. If you ever want a show on Powder Monkey this Radio, book. check this it book. out the books, people. And this book. Support and his even the work. Book. My Illuminati Princess is good. Yes. Just get the books, guys, because one sooner or later we're going to be left going back to or the Google Books. So when the digital world is going to disappear, donate. Go to his his site. He has a PayPal. So you have a you have a radio. You have a radio. You're doing you now. Powder Monkey Radio. Yes, sir. Um, Monkey Radio. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I definitely will. You, uh, I will check it out, and I will check it out. Uh, if I you want it, yeah, you did a jingle for it. You're you're actually running. I'm running a jingle, but it, I hadn't. It was the first little bit. Uh, first time I'd ever really used well, Skype. Well, just, and, uh, just inv invite me next month. We have another chat. So that's good, brother. Uh, lose Thank contact. All the Thanks best. So much. Bye -bye,